0: started the altar call, but there's people here that need to hear what's happening, and so I'm asking you not to let go of this worship because we want it to be restored here in a few minutes. I'm reading from the book of Acts, the first chapter and the second chapter. As you're getting ready to read the word of the Lord, I'm calling this church again to the same prayer schedule this week as I did last week. 5 to 7 in the morning, 5 to 7 at night. If everybody, we're sensing the prayers right now. And in that prayer time, be praying for Dave Johnson. He's leaving, it's tomorrow, right? Heading to Israel. Keep him and his team in your prayers. That the Lord will open up every door and close every door that needs to be opened and closed. You don't want to miss next Sunday. We're closing out our foundation series and we've got a special, special thing we're going to do that you really don't want to miss. And uh, I just believe that God's ordained hand is upon it. And uh, it's going to be a great Sunday next Sunday. And then we made an executive decision during worship time two weeks from today. If you saw me walking around, I was walking around to parents. And because I know that kicks off spring break, but I asked them all if they were going to be here. So two weeks from today, I have a message that has been spinning in my spirit for 30 years that I want to share with our young people. So the first official youth revival. And so we want you to make sure to have your kids here. We want everybody to be here. Everybody's going to get something from it. But I want to be preaching to our teenagers, especially two weeks from Sunday. Two weeks from today, not Sunday. Two weeks from today, I think that's the 12th or something like that. And uh, uh, it's been brewing in my spirit for years and years. I will tell you it's not an original message, but the person that preached it, who was my pastor in Kansas City, put the message on me and said you need to start preaching it well it's been stirring for a long time and I just felt the nudge of the spirit during worship that this is the time and so that will be on Sunday the 12th so come expecting and helping me to have a great outpouring among the young people we're still in our foundational series today and next week and you're experiencing one of the foundations of this church already today and that's the moving of his spirit. Acts chapter 1, verse number 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And if you, if you back that up in Scripture a little bit, Jesus says, you're going to go to Jerusalem and wait for this spirit infilling, if you will. And so in Acts chapter 2, we see the fulfillment of that in verse number 1. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. I heard the rushing wind already here today. And it filled the entire house. His spirit has filled this house today. His Spirit is everywhere amongst us right now. And there uh, appeared unto them uh, cloven tongues like as a fire. That's the King James. I'm reading ESV. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want to speak to you on the foundation of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I have prayed today, God, baptize me again in your Holy Spirit. Lord, saturate and consume me, God, by the anointing power of your word. And I'm here to tell you today that the gift of the Holy Ghost is for anybody It doesn't matter who you are or what background you are, the Lord wants to fill you with His Spirit, and He's going to let you know that He has done so, because you will begin to express or utter words that you do not understand. And I know that may even sound weird, and I know it's gotten a bad name among the the secular world today about speaking in tongues, and it's a little bit strange and it's a little bit weird. But let me just tell you the two main reasons why I believe the Lord chose the expression of tongues as the, the signifier or the sign that He has filled us or baptized us with the Holy Ghost. It's because of two things. Number one, the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And when we just begin to speak in our own English language or our own natural language, what all we're doing is we're talking about what's in our heart. But when the Holy Ghost begins to fill our heart, the expression begins to change, and it's the terminology and it's the expression of the Spirit that takes up residence in our hearts. And we begin to speak in a language we've never heard. And the second reason is, is because the Bible says the one thing that you and I can never tame is the tongue. Think of that. We can tame every other part of our body but the tongue. It just does its own thing. If you don't think so, go home and hit your thumb with the hammer this afternoon and see how your tongue reacts. And so the Lord said this in John chapter 7 at the end of the feast: anybody that comes unto me, let him come unto that thirst come unto me, and I will give him rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet, because Jesus was not yet glorified. The Holy Ghost came into existence, if you will, at the time that Christ arose and ascended, and then it comes back to us in spirit form and resides in us. And that's the greatest gift You can ever have. Now, I don't believe that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is the birth of the Spirit in us. The birth of the Spirit is something different. The birth of the Spirit comes from the inside out. Baptism is you get immersed in it. It comes from the outside in. It's like God is just saying, okay, here's my Spirit. For a crude terminology, he body slams us. He just—he we're, we're we're worshiping and we're praising and our hearts are opened and all of a sudden, whoosh, he comes in. Well, what's the Holy Ghost all about? I'll tell you what the Holy Ghost is all about: fire. John the Baptist said this, I baptize you with water, but there comes one that's mightier than either whose sandal I'm not even able to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. There's something that happens when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's like fire shut up in my bones. It's like fire that's consuming me. It's all over me. I can't hardly stand it. There's something that gets on the inside of me when the Holy Ghost starts moving. Listen, fire is an amazing thing. And I'm going to talk about it here in a little bit. But if your life has been cold, if you feel distance from the Lord, can I just tell you all you really need is the baptism of the Holy Ghost to reignite in you a fire that will warm you up, that will change you, that will sanctify you, that will purify you. Somebody once said, well, do I have to have the Holy Ghost? My response to that is, why wouldn't you want it? Why wouldn't you want to have him residing inside of you, empowering you, setting you on fire? You want to know what's attractive to other people? Fire. Now, you'll get some of us crazy people like me that just like to drive in the country and look at the barns. But you set one of those barns on fire, you're going to get all the kind of people coming and looking to watch it burn. God, let me burn so people see. Because you want to know what? In those moments, you're not attracted to the barn, you're attracted to the fire. And if you're burning for Jesus, people are not attracted to you. They're attracted to the fire. They're attracted to who he is. They may not understand it. They may not be able to comprehend it. But they sit there looking at a flame that's on fire. And they want to have what you have. And they want to experience what you've experienced. Oh, baptize us, Jesus. In Scripture, in Scripture there are three dealings with fire. Or it represents three different things. Fire represents his presence. Think about it. Read the book of Genesis. As Moses walks, or Exodus, as Moses walks by. And he sees a fire. And the bush ain't burning. And I want you to notice something. If you read that passage closely, God did not start speaking before Moses turned to look. He got his attention with the fire. And the Bible says Moses turned to go and take a look at the fire. And when he began to get closer to the fire, God said, Better stop there and take your shoes off. Because where you're standing is holy. His presence. What do we experience here on Sundays? Fire. The fire of God comes into this house and the fire of God and I'm gonna explain this more in just a few minutes but the fire of God gets down into our souls. And the fire of God begins to unite one another together in the house of the Lord. And it's the reason why it just happened just a couple of minutes ago. It would start over here, and then it would come over here, and then it might die down a little bit. And all of a sudden, another twig gets a hold of a flame, and it springs up here, and then it comes back over here. And the fire is moving in the house today. His presence is here. If you're a guest here and you've never been a part of something like this, I pray that you're not totally freaked out, but I want you to know that the spirit of the one that created all things has come into this house, and the Bible says his spirit is like fire. And pardon the reference, but you can't touch it. Can't touch this. This is his presence. This is his presence. This is his presence. We are standing and sitting on a holy territory. We are in the house of Almighty God. We are in the presence of the one who loved us and gave himself for us. The fire of the presence of God. The second thing that fire does in Scripture is it sanctifies. Fire sanctifies, it purifies, it cleanses. Can I just tell you, when you stand here in the presence of God and you raise your hands before him and the fire of the presence starts touching you and starts moving on you and baptizing you, all of a sudden what's really happening? I'll tell you what's happening. It's burning up the junk. It's purifying the impurified. It's taking care of all of the doubts, the apprehensions, the bad attitudes. It's taking care of the things that cause us to stumble and to trip. And a fall, it's washing us and cleansing us by the washing of the water of his word as he begins to, and when you begin to speak out in that heavenly language, what's really happening is you are getting rid of all of the junk so he can put all the good stuff in. Purifying, purifying, sanctifying. It's the power of the fire of the Holy Ghost. And number three, it's judgment. When you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you are facing your judgment. No, no, no. You all looked at me blank-faced, and I hadn't even had my glasses on, and I could see it. When you receive the baptism or the gift of the Holy Ghost, you are facing your judgment at that point in time, so you don't face judgment down the road. You are standing before the presence of the sanctifying power of God, and He is judging you worthy, worthy, worthy for me to fill you and to cleanse you and to make you my humble abode. Listen, there's coming a day when the fire of God's not going to be so powerful or so good as, as it will. There's going to come a judgment of fire of God down the road. But let me tell you, when you stand there receiving His Spirit, you are receiving His judgment. And because of the cross of Calvary, the penalty is paid and he's giving you your sentence. And your sentence is, I want to dwell with you and I want to be with you and I want to be your comforter. I will not leave you orphans, but I will come unto you. Judgment, sanctification... His presence. Let me get a little technical for a couple of minutes. Fire is the result of applying enough heat to a fuel source when you've got a whole lot of oxygen around. As Adam's In the fuel, heat up because of friction, they begin to vibrate. The atoms begin to vibrate uh, until they break free of the bonds that were holding them together. And they are released into a volatile gas. And this gas reacts with the energy and combusts with the materials that are around it. And You got fire. What's been happening the last couple minutes? There's some atoms that are shaking. The friction of your life has been carried into a place where there is fuel and there is oxygen. And it has come together in such a way that it is shaking the atoms of your life to free you. You shake free from the bonds that are holding you captive. And when the friction and the fuel and the oxygen meet together, there is a combustion in the spirit realm. And the fire of God begins to fall. And you begin to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It takes oxygen, it takes friction, and it takes fuel. The Holy Ghost, pneuma, God's breath. There's a lot of oxygen in the house. There's a lot of oxygen in the house. I said there's a lot of oxygen in the house. The fuel to to, to have a fire, the fuel is the vessel that ignites. There's a lot of fuel in the house today. There's a hundred of us or so today. There's a hundred of us that are here as vessels to be ignited. And there's oxygen in the house. There's oxygen and fuel. So where does the friction come from? All of your trials, your tribulations, your tests, all of your situations that you have tried to get yourself out of, that you have tried to run away from, God is using that as the friction that ignites the resources, that ignites the oxygen, and there is a combustion of his spirit, and he wants to pour it out on us. Uh, we're we're, we're heading towards a bonfire here in a minute. Listen, the only way to put out a fire is to starve one of the three things, to remove the oxygen, to remove the friction, or to remove the fuel. We spend so much time in our life because it's not fair to us, because it's not enjoyable, because it's not good, because it doesn't feel comfortable. We don't like friction. We don't like circumstances that trouble us. We don't like oppression. We don't like to fight. We don't like the arguments. We don't like, but can I just tell you, if you have a life with a lot of friction, just get closer to the oxygen because your friction, when you meet your fuel source, which is you, and you get into the presence of the oxygen of God, get ready because you're getting ready to get set afire by the Holy Ghost. Uh, there's a reason why God doesn't take, can I just tell you, there's times where we pray, God, why don't you just make it easy? God, why don't you just send me 100 million bucks? God, why don't you just make the path very clear? Why don't you just deliver me from this? Why don't you just carry me from this? Can I tell you why he doesn't? Because he is hungry for fire. And if he removes all the friction of your life, you are removing one of the key sources of ignition in your life. You can't have the fire of the Holy Ghost if there is no friction. Because if there is no friction, then the fire dies down. And here's the thing, out of those three things, there's only one that's movable. God said, I'm here for good. Lo, I am with you always, even until the, he's not, oxygen ain't going nowhere. Oxygen is not going anywhere. Anywhere. And neither are you. Until you breathe your last breath, you're living somewhere. You're doing something. So what's the one thing that can get moved? Friction. It's the reason why, I think it was the Apostle Paul says, the trial of our faith produces in us. There's a fire that Here's what I find interesting, and I'm just about done, and then we're just going to let the fire fall. Did you know, some of you brainiacs might, that fire is considered a plasma? Fire is considered a plasma. And I read this this morning, and I just about fell out of my chair. It said this, fire is a plasma, not a gas or solid. It is a kind of transient state between being composed of the elements prior to ignition and spent fumes. In other words, it takes the stuff from before. The fire will take all of your past. Come on, let's get the fire, let's let's get the, the wood in there, let's get, this is my past thing, this is my past trouble, this is my addiction, this is my character, this is my, this is where I messed up, this is where I treated somebody wrong, this is when I spoke out of turn, and he piles it all up, brings it all there. Can I tell you why Paul said to forget the things which are behind and press towards the things that are before? Here's the reason why. Because the things that are behind have been consumed in the fire of the Holy Ghost. They are no longer there. During ignition and burning, the atoms of the fuel combined with the oxygen in the air, combined with the heat from the friction, and the result is there is an energy released that causes the plasma state to give off energy and lift like light and heat. Can I tell you, when you have the oxygen of Jesus and the fuel of who you are, the friction of your life and there is an ignition and a combustion of the spirit and it begins to express an energy about you And within that energy is the expression of light and heat. Are you living in darkness? Get a little bit of light in your life. Get close to the oxygen. Let your friction ignite with it and combust. The light will spring forth and the darkness cannot comprehend it. Have you been a little bit cold? Get close to the oxygen. Bring your fuel source. Get around your friction and see what God will do. Here's what I really like about plasma. Remember, fire's plasma. Plasma is that straw-colored substance that carries the blood through the body. It's 55% of our blood. The plasma helps our body recover from injury. It distributes nutrients. It removes waste. It prevents infection and disease. When the fire of the Holy Ghost is ignited in us and it's turned to energy which becomes plasma, it ushers the blood of Christ through every body part. It brings nutrients to every aspect of life. It removes all of the waste and the damaging. It battles against the infection that's inside of you. My friend, the Holy Ghost on fire. Oh, there's an old song. I'm not trying to sing because I can't even remember the words. But it said, "Set me a fire, make me a flame." I invite you to stand. The musicians are coming back. The singers are coming back. It's not even 11:45. Write it down. Listen, it doesn't take a long time to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And it doesn't happen to happen in a church. She received it at home after I preached a message similar to this. A a friend of mine, God, his dad received the Holy Ghost driving down the street on Hudson Boulevard North in Oakdale. Thankfully, God had the steering wheel Let me just tell you something here. It's not about speaking in tongues. That's the evidence of the fire. That's the evidence of the Holy Ghost. And if you're new, you've heard it. People have been speaking in tongues all morning long. But Lord, baptize me in your spirit. Take the friction of my life. Here's my fuel. Here's your oxygen. And here's the thing God doesn't need to cheat and throw gas on it, He is the gas. Here's what I have prayed for. I want to open this altar up first. Eventually we're all going to come or be invited to come. But if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost and you know you haven't because you haven't spoken in a language that you did not know, would you just, and you want to receive it. I, I, I encourage you. It's Jesus. You want Jesus. Come to this altar and just, Stand, just stay standing around. Lord, I just want you to baptize me. Yeah, there's a couple over here. Young people, how about you? Have you received the baptism? Listen, my wife received it at four, three years old, three or four years old. I received it when I was 10. There's no age limit to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, if you've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but you just want them to baptize you all over again, just just take a huge shower, just plunge you into the presence of God, plunge you into the fire of the Holy Ghost, would you come and gather around these folks and just begin to worship, just begin to praise. If you're here and you have not received the gift of the Holy Ghost before, I want you just to start worshiping and say, God, baptize me right now. Baptize me, Jesus. I love you. I love you. Yeah. All
1: the saints and angels bow be. crowns before Before the the Lamb of God and sing. All the saints and angels before the Lamb of God and sing you're worthy of it all, you're worthy of it all, for from you are all things and to deserve the glory, you're worthy of it all, you're worthy of it all, for from you are all things, and to you are all You deserve the glory, you're worthy of it all, you're worthy of it all, for from you are all things, and to you are all things. The glory Day and night, night and day, that incense arise. Day and night, night and day, that incense arise. Day and night, night and day, that incense arise. arise. Day and night, night and day, that incense arise. Day and night, night and day, that incense arise. Day and night, night and day, that incense arise.
0: Day and night, night and day, day that incense
1: arise. Day and night. night and day you're worthy of it all you're worthy of it all for from you are all things and to you are all things you deserve the glory You're worthy of it all, you're worthy of it all, for from you are all things, and to you are all things, you deserve the glory, you're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Come on, church. The of it all. You're worthy of it all. From you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. you are all things you deserve the glory Day day and night night and day let incense arise day and night night and day let incense arise day and night 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 and day day that incense arise. Day and night, night and day that incense arise. Day and night, night and day that (gasps) incense arise.
0: Day and
1: night, night and day that incense arise. Day and night. Night and day, let incense arise, day and night, night and day, you're worthy of it all, you're worthy of it all, for from you are all things, and to you are all things, You deserve the glory You're worthy of it all You're worthy of it all For from you are all things And to you are all things You deserve the glory
0: Hallelujah, hallelujah. I know of at least one that's received it for the very first time today. Thank you, Jesus. hallelujah listen if you're seeking the Holy Ghost and you did not receive it today don't be disheartened it's a gift and the more you seek him he's going to give it to you He's going to give it to you. Just keep pursuing the oxygen, the friction, and the fuel. And when it ignites, it's going to ignite. Praise God. I need to say one more thing before we go, and that's simply this. Don't let your circumstances or voices in your life say that what happened here today isn't real. It's as real as anything. Do you want to know why I know why? Because I've been living it for 40-some years. I know it's real. There's an old song that says, it's real, it's real. I know it's real. Praise God. Don't let anything hinder you from your pursuit of Jesus. Don't forget about all of the things that are happening this week. Next Sunday is going to be a very important Sunday. I encourage you, if you can, at all be here. It's going to be a life-changing day for you individually and for the church. And then two weeks from today, young people come expecting to hear from the word of the Lord. And uh, I- I'm looking forward to it more now than before because now I know it's God's timing. Amen. Would you just raise your hands one more time in a worship to dismiss today? Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Hallelujah.